You are listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. Music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at Elseworld Civ. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. We thank you again for your support, and we hope you enjoy the show. citizens to episode two of the official elseworld citizen podcast it is our first comic book spotlight of the season and we are starting off with in my opinion one of the most underrated characters in all of the dc universe it is vic sage the question uh vic, the question was originally created by steve ditko we're gonna uh, go into the history of this character um, we're going to talk a little bit about the comics, what he's, uh, where his origins are, and we're going to talk about his impact on the DC universe, as well as uh, why he's such an underrated character, in my opinion. So first, let's get started on comics. In 1967, uh, Ditko created Mr. A, which was a kind of uh, undiluted expression of Steve's own values, his ethics, and his objectivist philosophy that reason is the only absolute. Hard facts, observation, a very beat cop, private, private eye kind of philosophies. Um, and it was originally published under Charlton Comics. Um, and Charlton Comics hired Ditko to revive Blue Beetle, uh, Blue Beetle, who wasn't initially a part of DC Comics. So they hired Ditko on, and he created um, the, the question, as, as we may know him in the origins, um, which was then a less extreme version of the Mr. A character. Um, that way it was acceptable for the Comics Code Authority. And he included the question storylines in the back pages of Blue Beetle. Now, by December 1967... The uh, Blue Beetle issues were canceled. There were only four of them. And then by the following year, October of 68, there was a three-part question story published in Mystery Suspense Comics uh, by, eight, by 1985. So, so a long time passes. Uh, oh, um, almost over 20 years pass. And, and Charleston Comics is acquired by DC. And the question then it becomes officially integrated into DC canon, uh, DC characters, as well as Blue Beetle. And a lot of time passes because this character doesn't show up again until Crisis on Infinite Earths. By uh, February of 1997, the question uh, continues on in his own stories by Dennis O'Neill and Denny Cohen. And that ran for 36 issues as well as two annuals. 
And then by uh, September of 1990, the question quarterly ran for five issues. And then he also, uh, the question also had a limited series that was published in 2005. Since then, the question has been a recurring character in multiple comics in the, within the current DC universe. Uh, in November of 2019, this coming fall, the question is going to have a new standalone story arc. It's a four-part miniseries. It is titled The Question, The Death of Vic Sage. And it is this is by being written by Jeff Lemire and uh, Chan Sotomayor. Excuse me if I butchered that name. Um, but really, truly, we have Ditko to thank for the Vic Sage character that is uh, created in the Justice League Unlimited series. Uh, he had a very few episodes. He had a handful of episodes in the Justice League Animated series uh, that was back in the early 2000s. And that's where I learned of his character. Um, and we do have O'Neill, the writer of the uh, 1987 series. We have O'Neill to thank for the reimagining of the ideals of uh, the question. Because the question that was created by Ditko had very, very hard line rules. Um, his, the philosophy of the character was very dark, it was very rough. Um, and it didn't always appeal to certain readers. It had a very niche following. But that being said, his ideals that the the, the amalgamation of what O'Neill and Cohen did in the 80s, combined with Ditko's original interpretation, are really to thank for the the current view and perspective of what people know as the question, at least those who have either read him, read of read his character, or those who kind of offhand know of the character thanks to shows like Justice League Unlimited. And uh, he's he's one of my personal favorite characters. I I he's I personally believe that he is really underrated. Um, and the the reason being is that for me, he's kind of like the DC version of Spider-Man, in in my eyes at least. Um, you know, the ability for this character to be any person in canon and just like Spider-Man, the ideals that he holds appeal to a very unique niche in readers and viewers. Um, and that opinion of, you know, we need to stick to facts. We need to make sure we are holding not only the criminals, but ourselves accountable for all of our actions. It's one thing to uphold the law and uphold others to that law. But it's another to be able to step back every time and say, am I meeting the expectations of the law or am I pushing the envelope too far? Um, you know, the next gener readers, uh, generation of readers should know and invest in at least one form of the question in comics, in my opinion. So if you're listening to this for the first time, if you can, um, a lot of these old publish uh, publications are digital now as well, so you can find them on for Kindle and Comixology. You can go onto the DC Universe app and read through some of the question comics as well. Uh, you know, this is a character that can influence both the genre and the media that interprets comics, such as animation and film. Um, it's something that I've been trying to work on as well when it comes to scripts and stories. Um, I just think that Vic has such a unique perspective on life, a very grounded one. Um, he has a very honest origins of someone who is, you know, he's just trying to do the right thing, be a good person, 
and make sure that the people that are truly doing wrong in the world are held accountable, and they're held accountable by the law, not by him. He may, he may have to take the law into his own hands, but at the same time, he turns them over to authority. He, um, he, he has a very hard rule. The, the original question is a lot more of, I'm taking the law into my own hands, and I'm going to do what's necessary to kind of put these guys down. Um, he, it's, it's a fun character to read, and also the fact that he doesn't really have a superpower. That's another thing that I really do appreciate. Where Batman is kind of the peak, Bruce Wayne is the peak, like, human specimen, Vic is a lot more of the blue-collar worker. Where Bruce is the millionaire, white-collar, the question is the blue-collar version of Batman for me. And he has such great wit he's got a great um he's got a great way of brooding but not staying too blue uh you know no pun intended and and he's really able to bring a different perspective to the way the heroes interact and that's one thing i loved about um uh, interacting with the question um and and listening to watching him on justice league unlimited because there's so many times where the Justice League want to interact in a specific way. They want to interrogate or they want to enforce their ideal. And it's it's the question. It's it's usually the question or it's uh, Shazam who kind of step up and say, that's not who we should be. That is not who we are. We can find the evidence. We should be able to present the evidence. But then it's not. it shouldn't just be up to us that takes this on you know there there needs to be some lines drawn here um we can't always play hard and dirty there are times where we should and there are many times though where we shouldn't and we should make sure that um we're we're staying somewhat transparent when it comes to uh the the operations of the league or themselves as individuals so i i that's one thing i love about the question too is that depending on what you've read or how you read um how you interpret the comics too he's he's a fun just simple human to interact with as a character and i just love being able to explore his world um and uh we had we had some comics later on down the line where renee montoya became the question vic gave up the mantle and became the question and that was uh, something that I, I appreciated too, being able to see a female role in the within this character and not have it deviate too much. Like the character itself stays along a very specific path, no matter who it gets passed down to, and um, in, within like minds. So it's very it's very fun to see how the character gets interpreted depending on who wears the mask. And speaking of which, let's talk about aesthetics because I've talked to you guys a little bit about the comic history, about the character why I think he's underrated, but let me tell you what he looks like because you might not know what the character looks like if you're reading this and you don't follow me on Instagram. Um, the question has a very actually iconic look to him. He wears the long, dark trench coats. He's got black gloves usually, and he wears a mask, a very specific mask, that basically turns him into a faceless man. Now... In the original Ditko interpretation, uh, this was not anything supernatural or alien or sci-fi. It was simply that uh, Vic Sage had these uh, scientific abilities. He had he was able to 
Daya's hair, the mask itself interprets his, his facial structure so that he can see through the mask, but you can't see into it. It just looks like skin. And he had dyes. He had these chemical dyes that he could spray onto himself that would change his attire and change his skin tone and his hair color. It wasn't permanent, but it was long. It lasted long enough for him to be able to get what he needs and get out. Now, the newer interpretation of the question, as uh, as uh, Justice League Unlimited has it, and I believe it came. It was interpreted in O'Neill's version as well. Was the question actually the 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 mask is actually a synthetic alien type organism that, when applied to the face. Um, when it's applied to the face, it changes his uh, features. So not only does his face become faceless and nothing but skin, but his jawline changes a little bit. His voice even changes a little bit. So it um, it, it becomes a more organic, um, a little bit more believable because it did have that Clark Kent kind of idea because he was uh, the question deals with a lot of characters who know him in real life. So a lot of people he interacts with as Vic Sage um, know his his mannerisms and know his voice. And so it's even more believable when it's, no, it changes his voice, it changes his features. Um, so for, for kids, at least, I think it's a little bit more sci-fi, a little more surreal, a little more exciting for people to think. Um, I... I, I simply just I love the character again for the the investigative nature of it. Um, I think he can he or she you could do a Renee Montoya question too if you wanted to. But I think this character has been really undervalued from a producer's perspective for Warner Brothers. This is a character that is a true boots on the ground uh, specimen. You can really take a a guy like Question or a girl like Question. And you can insert him to into any really DC story arc and be able to follow the story through Question's eyes and see the world of DC from a, a, a true human perspective. And I think it would really be great to use the Question as a means of pulling the Justice League together because the Question can become the Nick Cage of DC Comics, in my opinion. Because unlike Batman, because the problem I think we are starting to have with Batman is this, and hang, uh, give me one second while I adjust my seat. Hold on. Because Batman, Batman has started to become this kind of, I can do anything, I'm above the law kind of character in many interpretations. Now, does he suffer for it in consequences? Yes, of course, but he still... He still finds ways around the rules, whereas the question tries to follow the rules. You know, if he is acquiring evidence, he really tries to make sure he points people in the right direction. He wants to make sure the cops find out, find the evidence and so forth. Um, he has he still has a very solo element to him right now. But I think you could reinterpret the question as this beat cop turned private eye who saw the city. Depending on where you set him, he saw a city that was corrupt, the cops were corrupt, and he had to start taking the law into his own hands, and in doing so, was able to really start handing these criminals 
over to law enforcement the way Batman initially did, kind of like in the Nolan films. And I think the other part that you can add to that, though, is as a private eye, he can be employed by people who are trying to bring the Justice League together. And I think you can, he's the kind of character who can really truly be knowledgeable in the heroes and metahumans of the DC universe. You could have him, you know, holding a massive library with all of the, you know, like with profiles on every DC character, every DC hero and villain, and be able to say, such and such is going on. It's uh, mythological. So maybe I get Wonder Woman, seek out Wonder Woman for help. Uh, with this problem. I have an alien issue. I seek out Superman for this problem. I have a crime boss issue. I got to reluctantly seek out Batman. Like you could, you could weave storylines in and out of a question show and be able to, you know, cultivate this concept of a T of a, a 12 or 15 episode show that weaves its way through all the different DC heroes. But you're following question as he's investigating all these different stories, saving people from smugglers, what have you. And by the end of the season, you tie together the fact that maybe maybe it's Luthor, Lex Luthor, or maybe it's um, you know, maybe it's Amanda Waller, who's been he's has been his supporter secretly trying to collect all the Justice League, all the metahumans, and be able to put them under a single roof and either put them down permanently or employ them as, like, private contractors for the government. And you can really create these really fun, weird conspiracy conspiracies throughout a Question TV series and just have him slowly but surely figure them all out. And then in the process of doing so, undercovers either a bigger conspiracy or a bigger plot against his home uh, city or the country, and in in discovering this plot, has to seek out the Justice League and bring these heroes together to fight this darker, deeper villain, you know, um, and have him be able to be kind of the whistleblower of, you know, uh, yeah, the galactic battles, galactic issues, that's great, but there's an even bigger problem here at home, and we as a team need to fix it. Um, that for me, I, I, I've, always, I've always wanted a question TV show. I just think he has, there's so much, so much you can do with this kind of character because there's so little of him out there in comic books. We do not have a lot of standalone question stories. Really, when you look at when you look at the plethora of Batman comics, or just the Bat family in general, when it comes to detective-like stories in true DC comics, we barely have any of question. Um, not since the late '80s and '90s have we really truly had a full-out, uh, tied-together question story to really sink our teeth into. And I think, I think it's coming. I think eventually, I think it's a good sign that we're finally getting another question comic. This will be the test run. I'd, I'm going to be buying it. I hope you guys buy it, support it too um, because I think it's, it's a, a sign of things to come hopefully for the DC Universe. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm going to wrap things up here. I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, this episode. I know I kind of rambled at the end there, but 
I really hope that this information um, about the question, talking about Vic Sage and talking about the character and the potential he had, he or she uh, has for a TV show or a film or even just comics, the future of, of this character in comics, the potential this character has. I hope you come to have a new fascination, a new interest, and seek out the stories of the question. I myself own a digital copy, uh, printed out, a digital scanned copy of the uh, 67 uh, or late 60s question, the original question that came out in, uh, in limited series. And it is so much fun. It is so cool to see the original question compared to the question I grew up with as a kid um, and seeing the differences between the two. But it's 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 such a fun character and such an iconic look. Um, and yeah. Seek out question, guys. It's it's he's a fun character. And you're if you if you're if you're, you know, dying for that detective comic story arcs that are more about evidence and and searching out the bad guys and proving their uh, guilt or proving someone's innocence. Um, and you feel like you've been missing out on that from Batman comics. Seek out the question. It You will absolutely 100 percent love it especially if you're one of those people like me who who for years went, why don't we have more detective-like stories coming out of Batman? He doesn't have to be blowing everything up. This is it. This is where it is. And there's going to be a question boom. It's going to come. It may not be five years from now, but it, it someone somewhere will finally back the character of the question. And I'd rather be proud to be able to say that I, I was one of the few who loved the character from the start and knew the potential it had before everyone else jumps on the bandwagon. And I think I think you'd appreciate that too. So check him out when you can. Um, again, my name is TJ Aquilina. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back uh, on Sunday with the Elseworld Lounge. And I hope you guys will join me for that because the Elseworld Citizen podcast is pre-recorded so that I can edit it, uh, make some tweaks, and make sure that it is the quality that I want out of the main show. But if you're interested in hearing me a little more less off script and talking about more about what I'm currently reading, then I will see you guys on Sunday. As always, have an Elseworld state of mind and have a great week, guys. Just hang tight. We got new comic books coming out on Wednesdays, of course. So if you have a new comic book you want me to feature on the show, Make sure to email me. Uh, you can email me at uh, elseworldcitizen at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram at elseworldcitizen. Thank you again, guys, and have a good one. You've been listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast, music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, 
Follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at Elseworld Civ. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. Thank you again, and we hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you.